Broadcasting from Indianapolis, Indiana. USA. You're listening to Forgotten Favorites. Forgotten Favorites. On the World Wide Legend. Visit our new website at legendoldies.com. Request a song. See what's currently playing. View the weekly schedule in your local time zone and learn more about your favorite DJs. Listen to talk shows when you want with your computer, Victor Stream, or iPhone, including All Things Radio, ATR Extra, Coffee Club, and Sports Lounge Live. Connect to our Zoom voice chat rooms to talk with us live using your computer, iPhone, or telephone. All this and much more at legendoldies.com. Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball, basketball, football, NASCAR, plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling the Conversation Station or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream, or computer. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the PIN 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devin, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, and Bill Sparks. Well, a very good evening from a very warm and steamy Indianapolis, Indiana. Hope you're doing well. My goodness, we have a busy show, and I'm going to turn it over to Chris, and he'll get the whole thing started. Okay. Hello, everybody. This is May 26, 2019, show number 43 in this illustrious series. And let me set up the agenda for you, and then we'll get started. Uh, We're going to start with the Indy 500. Uh, as far as sports are concerned, we've got a couple of things before we get to sports, actually, first. But we're going to do the Indy 500. We're going to do baseball. We're going to put our baseball together. We're going to do college baseball because that's new stuff today that Sean and Perry will talk about. And I'll sit there and say, oh, yeah. And then uh, we're going to do pro baseball. And then we're going to do uh, the uh, playoff uh, stuff for the NBA and the NHL. The finals are all set and we're ready to go starting tomorrow night in hockey and Thursday night in basketball. And then we're going to do football because we had uh, NFL meetings, but we also, before that though, I think we need to do a couple of deaths that happened today in football. We're going to throw this one guy into football, though he could be in baseball, football, or basketball, but we'll talk about that when we get there. But first, Sean and Bill are going to talk to you about how to hear stuff. Sean's going to start now, and then Bill's going to give a promotion to things that are upcoming on the legend. So go for it, Sean. Well, first of all, we want to tell you about here fr- how to hear friends of the legend. That's right. We call this friend, friends of Sports Lounge. People that are a part of it, I guess is what we call it. Our good buddy Robert, Ringside Robert, who is right now doing a boxing podcast at ringsidereporter.com. But we don't want you to go listen to that now. We want you to listen to that later. That's why you go to ringsidereporter.com or 773-572-572. 7781. That is how you do that. Or on, you know, SoundCloud, all that. Also, of course, uh, my wrestling podcast, which you, well, you could hear now, but I haven't, I can't do it now because I'm over here uh, shooting the, you know, what was shot. I'll be updating that probably Tuesday. Yeah, probably at 773 572 7867. I will be reviewing a organization that is going to be some competition to the WWE. Also, if you want to leave us any comments, questions, criticisms, anything throughout the week, I mean, doesn't matter what it is, leave it at 773-572-7715. Hit the pound key at any time. That will 
you know, allow you to leave it. Do not mark a message private. That way we can all hear it. But there are new, exciting things coming to the worldwide legend. And we're going to let our man, the boss man himself, Mr. Bill Sparks, go ahead and let us know. Well, we've had to make some changes on the worldwide legend as far as how people hear us. We pay a lot of money each year for licensing so that we can play the music and the things that you really like to hear on the legend. So we've been paying our money to a company that's been taking our money and not using it for the license for over a year now. And I said, enough's enough's enough. So we've had to change where our streams come from so that we could get our licensing back in line and that we could become compliant. I realize it makes a lot of difference to the listeners per se, but, you know, we at the end of the day, it comes right back to Jennifer and I if we're not in compliance and we would get caught. So we decided to go with Live 365, which is going to change the it's not going to change the way you listen to your um um shall we say lady a devices or the google devices none of that's going to change the only thing that's going to change will be of course the new links will be updated on the website and we will be providing links for the people that use the victor stream to listen to the legend. The broadcasters don't change a thing. Nothing's changing at all with the exception of that now we're actually going to be doing this the right way. The only other thing is you may hear some ads that pop up each hour from Live 365. So if you hear commercials on the legend, that's where it's coming from because it also provides us with a little source of revenue that maybe we so we can keep these things going because it does get expensive but we're going to have a what do you call it a mini podcast not podcast but well, a show it's yeah. going to be a show on show. It's a live show, show. A live show yeah, similar to what you would get from without making a podcast out of it similar to what you would get from all things radio it's going to be broadcast from on wednesday night We'll have the same number. We'll give that at the start of the show. Just uh, this number here. That you, anybody who calls in, uh, we'll use this number. I think, uh, right, Bill? Right. We'll use this number yeah. right here. It's this number. Anybody who wants to call in, we'll have a panel on here. Uh, a couple of us have volunteered to come in and be a panel to just ask questions we think of, or or help answer questions, or just uh, cause trouble. And uh, we'll we'll be here on Wednesday night, six. PM Eastern Time between six and seven. Uh, between before, um, uh, what's his, I can't think of his name. That's terrible. The guy from uh, Ohio, and uh, he'll, he's on Crab. at seven yeah, o'clock. Right. Nolan Crab. That's who he is. And we'll be on yeah, just Nolan for that Crab. hour. Don't forget Nolan. No, right. forget Nolan. And we'll be on between six and seven, and just uh, helping to answer any questions. Bill will be taking the the reins here, the bull by the horns, like he did here. He'll give more more information about anything that anybody wants to know, and also about some other stuff. We Bill wants to talk a little bit at that time about Treasure Island oldies and trying to get that straightened out. So whatever else, uh, sort of a legend uh, town meeting, shall we say? 
from six to seven on Wednesday yeah. night. I think that, that you could call it that. I, I so think that puts it in perspective. That. Yeah, and, and it will be there, and this won't be so bad. We've not done this very often on the Legend. We've had to switch streams or anything like that, but it's just one of those things that you just have to do. Go ahead and take it away. Okay. The Lion 365 does work very well on Android, for Android users. And, and iPhone, uh, and iPhone users. users. It works right. very well. So. So, right. so I think we're ready to actually get to sports on our sports show, which is uh, kind of a cool thing to do. And, of course, the big thing today, being as how it's the day before Memorial Day, and also I uh, hope everybody's having a nice Memorial Day weekend. Forgot to say that. You don't wish people, I guess, a happy Memorial Day, but well, a, thoughtful, a thoughtful Memorial Day and a fun Memorial Day, I think you could say. And, uh, you know, a lot of baseball, a lot of, lot of things coming up here. But the biggest thing that happens on this day, the day before Memorial Day always, is the Indy 500. And I think we have, who's got the sound, Perry or? Or, or Bill, who's who's doing what here? Don't all look at each other and uh, you know stare at each other and figure that out. Let <laughs> me go play some sound. Yeah, I've yes, got the Indian right right here. I've got it for you. It's about okay, a minute and five seconds. Is totally cool. Here you go. Simon Pagano with a strong run up a turn number four at the start finish line. Pagano is pedaling. He'll jump to the outside. Not close enough. Rossi will hold him off in turn one. Sato still right there behind Simon Pagano. Rossi takes him down to the white line. They'll snake their way down the back straightaway. Absolutely cat and mouse right now. Pagano going to pop to the outside. Simon Pagano has taken the lead from Alexander Rossi as he roars through turn number three. Simon Pagano holds on to that lead in the short shoot. About a three to four car length advantage over Alexander Rossi. White flag is in the hand of the starter, Paul Plevins. We are at the final lap of the one hundred third. in front of Alexander Rossi. Through the short shoot, Simon Pagino the lead tried to win from the pole. Take him home, Mark James. Pagino got a strong run for turn number four. He's going to pull away from Alexander Rossi. Simon Pagino sweeps the run. Twin checkers out. He'll go to victory lane. Simon Pagino wins the 103rd running of the Indianapolis 500-mile race. Second place goes to Alexander Rossi. Takuma Sato is third. Joseph Newgarden is fourth. And there we go. That is the ending of the Indianapolis 500. And the uh, voice of the Indianapolis 500, we were trying to figure out who it was going to be. It is on radio anyway. Mark James is the voice of the Indy, is the Indy 500. Yes, he yeah. is. Mark James. And yeah. Paul, Jimmy some of the longtime folks were still there. Uh, Paul, uh, Paul uh, Page, I think, was still there. And uh, they had uh, Donald Davidson, who, of course, has been there for many, oh, many years. Yeah. He, he's been there. And, you know, so uh, it, it was kind of, and they, they were highlighting some stuff. They played, or right when it started, they played the end of the 1969 Indy 500, where Mario Andretti won it. 
And uh, so that was cool because Marco, of course, is, was in the race. He did not uh, do well. But uh, there was a, I was surprised how late it started. I didn't realize it was going to start as late. I guess NBC wanted to have a long pre-race, pre-race show. Or was there a weather delay? Was there something with the weather? or just No, the, there was, there no, was no, not a weather delay. No. Okay. Yeah. They just yeah, they used started to start later, right, well, like new ABC used to start at noontime. I was just surprised how late it started. But so, well, I think NBC might have been trying to back it because it was twelve forty five when it actually started. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It used to be noon. Yeah, I think they were backing it up into the PGA Senior Championship. Ah, okay, yeah, get all, the old, yeah, yeah. Well, one of the uh, the uh, goals is nineteen twenty seven of NBC is to get CBS. So there you go. I got that. Okay, so that's good. I don't know if anybody anybody else have anything else to say about the Indy five hundred. It's always fun to hear it. I put it on. I didn't even look around for find any other network stations. I found it on, of course, on my stream on uh, ten seventy whatever branch of that station. They give all kinds of numbers and ninety three and one one oh seven something or whatever. I got it on there from the fan and uh, Indy. Indianapolis. So there you go. <clears throat> so I guess we'll go to baseball and we'll start with college baseball. And this is where Ter- uh, Perry and Sean take over because they're the ones that know what's going on today with some championship uh, information and uh, what their conjectures are for tomorrow's selection show. So take it away, guys. Well, I think in a lot of ways that we'll start with the SEC. That's the game that I listened to today. And unfortunately for me, Vanderbilt won the game. They spotted Ole Miss a 6 nothing lead but Vanderbilt came back, and we had an offensive shootout finally in the SEC tournament. And Vanderbilt, on a walk-off, won the game 11-10 to 10 in the bottom of the ninth inning. So Vanderbilt, who has been far and beyond the best team in the SEC this year, they win, and the statistic holds no team has ever started the tournament on Tuesday, the first day of the tournament, and won it. Ole Miss probably should have today, but they didn't. So the SEC champion is Vanderbilt, and I suspect that tomorrow – uh, the SEC will be well represented. Probably nine or ten teams. I've heard. I've heard nine teams. I've heard nine. You know, so we'll have to see. Florida and Missouri would seem to be the two that would be on the bubble. So uh, we'll have to see about that. Any yeah. any other scores and anything, Sean, that you've heard? Uh, I haven't heard any others. I know uh, I've not I've not seen any of the other scores, but I know, I know Oklahoma right? State, Texas Tech were playing in the Big Twelve title game earlier. And I not which I don't, believe, which I don't believe that's much of a surprise, was it? No, those two, those two were projected. The Big Twelve was projected to maybe get four teams in, maybe four. ACC, I've heard about six teams in, uh, and North Carolina, Georgia Tech were playing. We don't have a score. Listen, and we apologize. College baseball scores are harder to get than a lot of the other, uh, a lot of the other because once we start really- yeah once we start next week we should be okay because we've found it's we, under the espn stuff yeah so we week. should be fine next week with it and we'll try to keep you up to date next yeah. week on that what i can do and is I, I can run you down who the championship games were we didn't have the big 10 sean gave us these earlier i'll run these down at least and uh you know i know people- nebraska i know nebraska was in the big 10 but i don't know who they were playing okay i don't know who they were playing it was a late uconn game, was yeah. going to play cincinnati in the aac we had uh, north carolina Carolina and Georgia Tech, as was mentioned. Uh, Xavier and Creighton in the Big East were going to play today. Uh, the Big Ten, uh, Nebraska, and some somebody. Uh, let's see, Southern Miss and uh, Florida Atlantic in uh, Conference USA. Uh, we, we just already talked about Mississippi and Vanderbilt. So those are the ones that we had today. And So you can talk about what the show is and all that, Sean, and tomorrow. Of, and, of course, well, yeah, the show will be on ESPN2 at noon Eastern. Uh, of course, Pac-12, like I said, does not have a tournament. 
Uh, it looks like UCLA could be UCLA. Uh, they, they could be probably qualifying as the Pac-12 winner. Yeah, it sounds uh, like UCLA have, may be the overall number one seed. That's what I'm hearing. Yes, UCLA could. And what they do? Here's how they do this for the regionals. You take 16 number one seeds. They host regionals the first week, but the number one through eight number one seeds, if they advance, host super regionals. Now, the first round is double elimination. Then, so let's say, then they go on to one, you know, the, the one overall seed, their regional plays the 16 overall all seeds regional. So it's not one versus 16, one, you know, not like, not kind of, it's, the the regional who has the number one overall seed will host the regional that has the number 16 overall seed and a best two out of three. Now, what's weird, let's say if the number two seed out of the number one regional advances, but the number one seed out of the number 16 advances, and that 16, because they were a number one seed in their regional, they host the super regional, which is best two out of three. Wow. Okay. So that's how that that's how that will work. It's the higher seed out of your regional, but your two regionals are bracketed together. Like one sixteen, eight nine, four thirteen, five twelve. So whenever you get to Omaha, they are in one group. Then you have the two fifteen, three fourteen, six eleven. Or, you know, the sixth, yeah, 7-10, yeah. 7-10. Yeah. So yeah. they are all bracketed in the other. So it depends on who is the higher seed that comes out of each regional who hosts. And they go to Omaha, and they're bracketed in those two divisions. Then when they get to Omaha, it's double elimination in each bracket. And then the two winners out of each bracket do a best two out of three. So you have double elimination next week. Week after that is best two out of three. Then you go to Omaha, it's double elimination. Then you have best two out of three after that. Yeah, and you know Perry and Sean will do the best they can to to have us uh, next week. There's no point running down uh, like the, what's on the selection show because by that time, by the time we get here next week, uh, teams will they're already been playing. They play Friday. Yeah, yeah, they yeah they're, they're going to start, and they'll be knowing knowing this tournament as I remember it. Uh, we won't have anything super definitive on Sunday because there's rain out, there's stuff, you know, and yeah. uh, there's yeah, whatever. And, and if you yeah, want to know who, and if you want to know who's playing where, just turn on the selection show tomorrow on ESPN two at noon, they will announce it. Yeah. And then starting on Friday games will air on uh, various ESPN channels and ESPN, ESPN, ESPN two, ESPN, U, SEC network, uh, they will have all those, and like I said, the Watch ESPN app plus ESPN Plus will be involved this year. Also, how about radio and, coverage, and, Perry? How does that work? Uh, it's it's you just have to kind of listen and see because Sirius XM will probably pick up games. Your now your channels um, that you listen to they can carry these. So like your you know if you're a Mississippi State fan or if you're a Alabama, well, not Alabama because they're up for, they're not going. Right. If you're an Auburn fan, can, right. you know, whoever they their tune in channels can carry the games. Right. Yeah. Yep. 
So, okay, so I guess we can move on to Major League Baseball here, and I'll give you the standings going into today, and uh, we'll talk about them, and then we'll give you the scores. American League East, the Yankees were 34-17. and 17. And what we're seeing in the American Leagues, we've got three really looking like super teams. I mean, they're teams that could match the Red Sox, win 108 games. They're, they're on pace to it. And then the others are going to fight for those last uh, spots. We kind of, you know, these things change all the time, and we're not to the point even where we start sticking forks in teams, any even even Baltimore. But we're, we're just saying these things kind of change a little bit, the configurations of the league, and we'll try to try to follow it week in and week out. So we get the Yankees at 34 and 17, Tampa Bay uh, 30 and 19, and that would put them three games out going into today. The Red Sox were 27 and 25 at seven and a half out. We had Toronto at 20 and 32, and Baltimore at 16 and 36. In the Central, again, Minnesota, a great record, 35 and 16. I think they had the best record uh, today. Cleveland, uh, big lead for the Twins. I mean, this is this is a nine-game lead. Cleveland, who's the perennial champion in that division, at 26-25. Chicago, 23 and 28. That'd be the White Sox, of course. Detroit at 19 and 30. They've really hit some hard times in Kansas City. They're, Detroit's a lot closer to Kansas City than they are to Chicago because uh, Kansas City's 17 and 34. In the West, Houston, 35 and 18. Oakland, 27 and 25. So what we're saying now is we got teams in, in wild card contention that we didn't have before. Oakland now has gotten over 500. They had a long Eastern road trip, I think Robert would tell you. And once they got uh, more back into their time zone, they've done a lot better. Texas is in the mix at 24 and 24, 25 and 24, I'm sorry. The Angels at 23-28 and Seattle at 23-31. But going back to Houston, they've got, uh, let's see, a uh, let's see, a seven-and-a-half game lead over Oakland. So those three uh, teams, and then Tampa Bay, of course, is up there. So these other teams uh, fighting for those wild cards, the Red Sox, the Indians, the A's, the Rangers, you know, so it's, it's, uh, it's, it's getting a little crazy. And But we're starting to see a real... Uh, you know, delineation between those top three teams in the American League. So uh, that's kind of something to look at. In the National League, we have uh, in, in uh, the East, Philadelphia, 31 and 21, Atlanta, 29 and 24. So that would be uh, two and a half games out. The Mets are 25, 26 going into today, and that would be uh, five and a half games out. So, and we, getting back to the story we were telling you last week, they decided with Mickey Callaway to delay things. Uh, and then he got to play the Nationals because the Nationals are really struggling and solidified his job a little bit. And so uh, we'll see how he does. And he, them, they and the Tigers have been going back and forth this weekend, but he's kind of safer than the Washington manager. Their team is 21 and 31. And I just don't know. I mean, a lot of us here uh, picked them to win the division and they are right now, let's see, what are they? 10 games out here on Memorial Day, basically 21 and 31. Miami. And you're starting to see, Chris, that you're start with the Washington situation. You're starting to see the manager spout off that he needs better pitchers, which clearly he does, and all that. So once you start to see that, that's probably a sign that things are going to come to a head. Yes, yes, I think they will. And Miami at 16 and 33, but they won a few lately. They've been uh, beating up on their brethren in the, in the division a little bit. You know, with the Mets last weekend, we told you about, and uh, so forth. And Washington, they had a tough series with them this week. In the uh, Central, we have the Cubs at 30 and 20. Uh, Milwaukee at 29 and 24. So the Cubs with a two and a half game lead over the Bruins. Brewers, Brewers is later. 25 and 24, four and a half out the Pirates. Uh, they had a rough homestand. They came home after a, a really good road trip and they've struggled with uh, Colorado and the Dodgers. Uh, St. Louis at 26 and 25, also four and a half out. And Cincinnati kind of hanging in at 23 and 28. In the West, we have the Dodgers well ahead at 34 and 18. 
San Diego at 28 and 24. So that would make what a five, uh, 16, uh, six game lead for the, uh, for the Dodgers, Arizona at 27, 25. And we'll talk about that in a minute. They've been beaten up on the Giants big time. Colorado at 23 and 27 and the Giants at 21 and 30. And for the scores today, we had the Red Sox beat Houston four to one. The Red Sox, uh, they're not never on Sunday. They're only on Sunday. They could, they could beat the Astros on Sunday. They've Yay, lost. Red uh, Sox. So- yeah, okay. They, they've lost four out of six. Okay, Shelly. But they've lost four out of six to the Astros because the Astros are one of the elite teams this year and the Red Sox are not. So, I mean, they're they're in the mix for getting to the postseason. And anything can happen, as Bill Parcells would say, once you get to the tournament. But uh, And they could do that. But they're not one of the elite teams this year. Those other teams are really rolling. So the Red Sox did win today 4-1. to one. Uh, Toronto beat San Diego 10 to 1. <clears throat> San Diego, <clears throat> excuse me, on their way in to play the Yankees tomorrow. On, uh, there's a traditional rivalry on Memorial Day. Uh, Tampa Bay over Cleveland 6 to 3. We had the Mets beat Detroit today 4 to 3. Washington over Miami 9 to 6. The Dodgers beat the Pirates 11 to 7. Milwaukee beat Philadelphia 9 to 1. Minnesota over the White Sox 7 0. They've been pounding the White Sox this weekend. Kansas City beat the Yankees 8 to 7 in 10 innings. <clears throat> we had a doubleheader yesterday that the, uh, uh, the Yankees swept, but the Royals managed to salvage of, of the final game of the series. Cincinnati beat the Cubs today 10 to 2. We had Colorado over Baltimore 8 to 7. Oakland beat Seattle uh, 7 to 1. Arizona over San Francisco. Yeah, right. Uh, San Francisco, Arizona over San Francisco, six to two. And the other that that was like the closer game of the uh, of the group because uh, those other two scores I don't remember. I didn't write them down. But uh, the Arizona killed the Giants in San Francisco. The Giants uh, had a one in five homestand, so uh, things not looking too good. Nobody's going to fire Bruce Bochy in the middle of the year or anything. The Giants are. Uh, needing to rebuild, but what people are saying is they really don't seem to have the younger guys there. Now, they did bring up Mike Yastrzemski today, his first major league game. I just happened to hear that as I turned in the end of the Giants game. Mike is the grandson of Carl Yastrzemski. He's 28 years old, so a longtime minor leaguer, and he finally got to the the major leagues, and John Miller got to call uh, Mike Yastrzemski today, and he called his grandfather in 80-82 with the Red Sox, so how about that? And uh, so that was six to two, and the Angels beat Texas seven to six. And uh, let's see any any MLB notes uh, the, anybody yeah, got? Yeah, the Braves and the Cardinals are scoreless in the bottom of the fourth. Okay, so that's it for uh, baseball, I think. And if any callers, anybody want to want to talk about anything yet? Just any callers, call Perry? six four six. Yeah, just raise just four, raise six, your eight. hand, and we will get to you as soon as you do. And, and that rebel in Pittsburgh raised her hand, and she just yell out like she always does. Well, she she has, she's still trying to figure out how to raise her hand on her. Oh, uh, there you go. That's device, I'm on but it's a different, so it's different. I apologize. But that's okay. But no, go but ahead. her and anybody else, you can call in six four six eight seven six nine nine two three two eight seven seven two three forty six hundred is the code to enter. Also, down uh, star six raises your hand, or star six mutes unmute you. Star nine. Uh, raises your hand on some phone devices, Alt-Y on the computer, uh, iPhone. We're still trying to figure out how to raise your hand on there because that's why we just let Shelly like, yell out. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, okay. and you know uh, Pierre and I would tell you, Chris, and it showed up again today, the bullpen is going to kill the Cubs. That That is going to be their number one downfall. If, if they lose, the bullpen will do it. Yeah, well, there you go. I mean, uh, we, we, now when's the draft? A week from uh, Monday? Uh, week from yes, tomorrow? June, June yeah. uh, 3rd. So then people like 
uh, Craig Kimbrough will come into play, and uh, we'll see. Uh, I think uh, his door will be knocked upon very quickly after I that. I think so. And the, and for those who don't know, the reason that, that that is the case is if you draft, if you would sign him now, you have to give up a draft pick. If you wait until after June 3rd to sign somebody like Craig Kimbrell, then you do not give up any draft picks. Any so you never give him up, or you give him up the next with? year? Does that uh, mean, Perry, sh- you sh- give him up the next year? No. No. You don't give him up at all. You do not. And, and to answer Shelly's question, she the question was, any guesses on who that he might sign with? Shelly, he's got a whole litany of teams. I've heard the Braves, the Cubs, the Brewers, the Phillies, just to name you a few. Right. So there you go. Okay, I guess we can move on to the NBA. And uh, we have uh, the playoff series. The finals are set uh, on, um, I forget what night it was even. It was way back at the beginning of the week. Golden State beat Portland 119-117 in overtime, which meant that the Warriors swept the uh, Trailblazers four games to none. And then uh, that was uh, that set up. Uh, they moved on. Uh, Toronto has moved on. They they did something that uh, nothing. This has never happened in Milwaukee before. Milwaukee had a two nothing lead in the series. They I was listening to uh, Ted Davis the other night. The Milwaukee announcer said they had never lost a uh, series in which they had a two nothing lead. Well, until now. And Toronto came back and won that series. They beat Milwaukee uh, last night, one hundred to ninety four, which means Toronto beat them uh, four games to three. So we have the schedule for the playoffs for the finals now. Now, this is the first time Toronto's been in a final. We don't know about the Grey Cup. We have no idea. Uh, you know, somebody else will have to figure that out because we can't. But we know that uh, Toronto is in the finals for the first time in the NBA in NBA history. They're also uh, in 92 and 93 in the World Series as far as the, the other three sports. You know, uh, they've not been in hockey. And uh, so in, in the Blue Jays were in 92 and 93. So this is... Uh, it's something, and I don't know whether we did. Did we get an answer from our friend Dave in Toronto as to how people are reacting up there? I didn't check uh, our messages later. I have not heard it. anything on how they're reacting. Okay, well, it'll be interesting but. to find out because um, they are the third team in in town. Maybe even the fourth. I don't know whether the Argonauts are ahead of them or not. But you know, and we do. Have, they do have two town. hands, so I I know you guys are there, and we'll get you in just a second. Yeah, we'll just finish up the NBA here with Toronto. Uh, so I'll give you the schedule. Uh, Toronto beat Milwaukee last night. And so we have starting on the 30th, which is Thursday, at Toronto, the first game. Now, Toronto has home uh, court because they won 58. They were 58 and 24, and Golden State was 57 and 25. You know, we kept talking about Golden State and Denver and this and that, and Toronto uh, didn't realize that Golden State was behind the two teams in the East. I knew they were behind Milwaukee because I knew Milwaukee had the best record, but they're behind Toronto too. So Toronto will have the home court advantage, and it's a, like hockey, unlike baseball, for the seven game uh, at the end here, 2-2-1-1-1. Two, two, one, one, one. So we have at Toronto on Thursday, uh, May 30th, uh, game one. Uh, the second game at Toronto again uh, next Sunday, June 2nd. So we'll have that. Uh, they won't start until after we're uh, done because I think that game uh, No, it actually starts. That one starts at, yeah, it starts at the same time we, we start. Oh, that's right, 8 o'clock Eastern, yep. Okay, then they go to Golden State. It's at Golden State on the 5th of June, which would be uh, Wednesday night. Then uh, the 7th of June, which would be Friday night. And then it'll be back to Toronto, if necessary, for the 10th of June, Monday night, uh, back to uh, Golden State for the, uh, the uh, what is it, the 13th of 13, June? 13, 13. Yeah, and then back to Toronto, if necessary, for a game seven on the 16th of, of June. Uh, so there Day you night. go. And on Sunday night, so Father's Day, yes. Because so that was yeah. the night that the, the Cavaliers won the, won the title. 
in uh, 2016 when Kyrie yeah, gets but, that shot. Uh, this is only this is only the second year that they've gone back to the two the two two one one one. Before, remember, up until last year, it was two three two, and they just right. they just switched out last year. So that's okay. A, that's for those, and it used to go Thursday, Sunday, Tuesday, but they you know they went because they said they liked you know they were saying wait a minute this this messes us up and we have home court advantage. Let's say we lose one, yeah, they go and then and they also want the two days to travel. And right. the only reason they're going Sunday is. Instead of Saturday, you know, at the same place, because they do not want to go head to head against the Stanley Cup. That's right. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they always, both leagues work that out. They never do that. Uh, you know, it's just it's silly to do it. So why do it? So uh, then we have the NBA, uh, all uh, NBA teams here. And team one is uh, James Harden from Houston in the in one of the guards. The other one is Stephon Curry from uh, Golden State. In the, in the front is Giannis. Uh, Odakembo, or no, that's not right. That's, it's, yeah, Giannis. Yeah. Just a Giannis. Yeah, Giannis. Freak, but freak, freak, I, really, freak, freak. I really did look at it in Newsline, and, and it was pre- getting prepared to spell it, and I can't remember what I figured out. So that was uh, not spell it, but say it. The other forward on, on Team 1 is Paul George from Oklahoma City and the center. And see, this is the thing. There is not a center-oriented league. We're not t- talking uh, Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain, Nate, Nate Thurman here. We're three of the top maybe 10 players in their league at the time. doesn't happen anymore. So you're talking about Nikolai Jocic from uh, Denver, and nobody hardly knows who he is. Team two, we have Damian Lillard from Gold, uh, from uh, Portland. Uh, Kyrie Irving, who had a great year statistically and uh, you know couldn't do the leadership thing, but he got, got a lot of uh, points put up, a lot of assists, a lot of stuff. Uh, we had... Um, Let's see who who we got here. Oh, Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard, is, uh, one of the forwards from uh, Toronto. And then where will he go? And uh, we we have no idea. Uh, then we have uh, Kevin Durant as the second team forward. And where will, uh, he, the, go? Where will he go? And uh, Joel Embiid from Philadelphia is the second team center. Team three, we have uh, West Russell Westbrook uh, for the guard for Oklahoma City. So two. Um, all NBA guys on uh, on uh, Oklahoma City, but they didn't. Uh, that's all they got, really. You know, that's a problem. And then we have yeah. uh, Kemba Walker from uh, Charlotte had a great year as a third team guard, and he's going to be a free agent. As a matter of fact, there's been talk about um, the Celtics. You know, maybe going another direction, not doing Kyrie, but doing Kemba. Uh, LeBron James. He has dropped the third team. Now he's getting older. What are you going to do? LeBron James, but he wants everybody to come to the Lakers. We'll see if that works. LeBron James, third team forward, along with uh, Blake Griffin. I didn't know he had that good a year. You know, the Pistons, you didn't hear much eat. about them. I didn't want to sleep. And Rudy Gobert for the, the center for the Utah Jazz. So, um, you know, that's that's what we got there. So anybody with any NBA uh, comment? No. Well, should we give them well, a few raised let's, hands about Let's get to the callers. Pam, go okay. ahead. Hey, everybody. How are you? Hey. Pretty good. Um, three really quick things. Uh, number one, with the Royals' win today over the Yankees, that made them eighteen and thirty-four, I do believe. Okay. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, the passing of Bart Starr. Was yep, that's coming up. Win. Yep, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. We'll let you say it. And the uh, you were talking about Toronto being the having never having been in in the playoffs. From what I heard on Fox Sports last night. Toronto was the first team to have have made an NBA playoff in 1946. 
Yes, that, I knew that. That I, I wasn't really familiar with the history, but I think they did have a team that did well in back in the four in forty six the first year. So I'm not sure they, they they won it or they made the finals or whatever. You might be right, Pam. I, I that very I was thinking about that in the back of my mind that that was the case. You see a lot of teams back in that those first four years. It was crazy because they all combined in the NBA, but there were there was the All American Basketball League or something or, or NBL or something and the NBA and there was all kinds of teams back there. And they were, you know, in different cities. One of them, for example, was Washington. And that's where Red Auerbach used to coach till he came to the Celtics in 1950. There was a lot of change around that time. And I thought I had heard that Toronto was a pretty good team back in those those days. But, uh, but yeah, this yeah. particular Toronto team has never... Oh, no. No, 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 we, no. We, we, it was a total... Right. But we're just saying that Toronto was in the NBA uh, mix before this. You know, and I will, also, I will also tell you, now, they're concerned about ratings because, yes, Golden State, I mean, and Toronto, it may have good ratings in Canada, but their ratings system is different than ours. So if they're trying to sell advertising, you, I mean, don't be freaking out. Oh, it's a low-rated game because it's not necessarily a low-rated game because low-rated maybe in this country, right. but you add in Canadian ratings, which is totally different, but the NBA the NBA will factor into them, but ABC, which is where the games are, they will look at our American ratings. So it's a yeah. weird, and they run into this since, well, they haven't run into this since Stanley Cup since 93 because nobody's, you know, no Canadian team has been there. Right. Which and the World funny. Series in 92 and 93, how did that, uh, Sean, do you remember, did they say that was lower rated with the Blue Jays in there? Uh, I don't know how they did that, but I do find it ironic that no Canadian team has been to the finals in the Stanley Cup since 93, but the basketball team, which basketball is probably the third or fourth most popular sport in Canada, is the one that's there. And that, I mean, you got to think, that is Canada's team. I mean, Toronto, they're all, I mean, they're all like, hey, this is our, this, it's like a national pride, like Drake described it. Hey, it's like college football for us. Now, Jerry, the other thing Jerry, too, go ahead. Is, Okay. The oh. other thing too, before hang on, Jer. The the other thing too for for this is they have a lot of international players. Toronto has really gone for that, and it doesn't mean people don't kind of know who they are. Kawhi Leonard is very, you know, he's getting more prominent all the time, and people are going to think, you know, in L.A. might watch because they, you know, might he come to the Lakers? Blah blah blah. People in San Antonio are very familiar with him, and that's fine. There's a lot of other guys that people aren't that familiar with on Toronto. Very international lineup, more than more than others, you know. So there is that too. So that that can detract a little bit just because people don't know who they are as well. Go ahead, Jerry. Okay, a couple of things. Uh, I discovered that if you have the, you know, XM's, Sirius XM's not going to tell you that when they read the schedules, but uh, the designated channels are carrying the baseball tournaments, you know, 371, Wait, 25. Yeah, but those, yeah. those are, Jerry, those are over, so that's old news. Yeah, yeah, but I wonder if they'll continue next week. Well, they probably will. Well, and, we'll, we'll uh, find out. Well, it depends because if you have a whole bunch of SEC teams, they all can't be on that SEC channel. Yeah, there you go. Uh, second thing, I liked today, of course, the broadcast booth is now the Sid Collins broadcast booth. They got yeah. it on the tour. And I, uh, I loved, I liked the people's reminiscences of Sid Collins today on the race. Yes. Yeah, that was he good, was one it? of the great. 
he was. And, you know, I started listening, as I said, last week in 1957. I think he died uh, early in 1977 or before the race in 77. So he did it the first 20 years I was listening. He had started that network. And they used to do a lot of history because it only happens once a year. I think right. really that network got together about that. They used to, they were talking about it. They used to do like uh, uh, highlights for Mutual and he would do those and stuff. I think they really finally got themselves together about 51, 52, something like that. And uh, he did it. He was the voice of the Indy 500 and, uh, you know, somebody who, who did a great job. And nowadays it's amazing. You listen to the technology, they can switch around so fast from turn to turn. They couldn't do it like that now. And, uh, you know, we had, a, a, again, another great finish like you do. The old days, yep. you, you got somebody in front. You remember, Jerry, and Bill does too. Get somebody in first place. They'd be 30 seconds ahead of the other guy. And it was just yeah. a question, were they going to run out of fuel or, or what? You kind of knew who was going to win the last 20 laps. So, you know. Yep. Well, and, and today they didn't have to worry about whether they were going to run out of fuel or anything because, of course, they had the red flag and, you yep. know, all that yeah. with 20 laps to go. That's right. And Any if you more? miss TV coverage, it is on uh, MSNBC now as we speak. Coverage of what, Jerry? I'm sorry. The TV coverage of the Indy 500. Oh, the Indy is, oh they're, they're replaying the TV. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Okay. On MSNBC, not NBCSN. NBCSN. Okay, oh, okay. No, we're we're not going to throw throw the uh, liberal uh, folks off uh, tonight. They they need to talk. Okay, okay. And, uh, there you go. And uh, do we have any more callers, Barry? Uh, not at this time. So, okay, anybody, so but we'll if go. anybody else wants to to talk, raise your hand. Right, yeah. and or, and call that number. Right, Sean. What is it? It is six four six eight seven six nine nine two three or and then you hit two eight seven seven two three forty six hundred hit pound key twice and like I said star nine raises your hand alt Y does it on the computer and for Shelly we still don't know so that's why we hear Shelly yeah, she she, she, she's a, she's on the wild card line they used to have the wild card line on on um, Art Bell yeah, she's on the wild card line. yeah Art Bell has a wild card Shelly's yeah. our so wild anybody, card line so yeah, if anybody who uses the Zoom app if you know how to raise your hand and you want to raise your hand and tell us how to do it, they, you can certainly do it. There you yeah, go. Yeah, tell us on the iPhone how to do it. Yeah. Right. Okay. So going to the NHL, again, the playoff uh, preview here, we, got, uh, we had on Tuesday, we had St. Louis beat San Jose. Uh, five to one, and the Blues ended up winning that series, of four games to two. And I guess there was justice. It was kind of, it was kind of a funny situation because San Jose got hit by injuries right at the end, and they shouldn't have won the the overtime game. I mean, they might have another t- way, but they shouldn't have won it on the hand pass they won it on. But uh, there, there was that. But uh, I don't know how. What would you say going into this series, Perry, as a Blues fan? Um, it should be a very good series. The Blues have certainly exceeded my expectations. So really, anything that we get from here on is, is a bonus for me. But being a Blues fan, obviously, go Blues. Let, let's win the whole thing. Now, Chris, I'm sure you're going to disagree with that. I certainly am. And the other thing about the Blues, though, we got to give them a lot of credit. They have, and I think it was when Bennington came in. I think it was around the same time. At the end of the calendar year, at the end of 18, they were dead last in the NHL. And they came all the way up to uh, pick up second in their division, you know, get through the, the whole conference. And, okay, this is their fourth time in the finals. 68, 69, and 70 in 2019. But when 68, 69, and 70, they were beating fellow expansion teams. Hey, somebody had to win that division. We're not knocking them for doing that. But now they've come in through a regular conference. This is a real finals team. And they should win some games this time. They were 0-12 against the Canadians and the Bruins last time. Played some tough games, but, uh, you know, basically they didn't have the talent at all. This time, they're you know, they're, they're at least in the ballpark. I think the Bruins will win the series in about five or six. 
but I think the Blues will be competitive and it's going to be a good series. <clears throat> and we already knew the Bruins had swept uh, Carolina. We already talked about that late, last week. So tomorrow night, Memorial Day, we will start the series. All the games are at 8 o'clock Eastern. It'll be at uh, TD Garden on Monday night, the 27th. Then on the 29th, Wednesday night, it'll be also at the Garden. Then it'll switch over to St. Louis for Saturday night, June 1st. And then, uh, and they're also a 2 2 1 1 1 series like the NBA. So it'll be game three, Saturday night, June 1st in St. Louis. Game four, Monday night, June 3rd, also in St. Louis. Then back to Boston for game five, if necessary, on June 6th, Thursday night. Back to St. Louis on June 9th on Sunday night, which is why the NBA won't be playing their traditional Sunday night finals that weekend because the NHL will be there. And then the seventh game, if necessary, uh, will be back in Boston on June 12th. So we will see. I will be in uh, Pittsburgh. If they sweep the series, I'll be home when they win the Stanley Cup. If not, I won't. But uh, if they win the Stanley Cup, of course, we'll, well see about that. Well, let's hope, Chris, even if they do win, let's hope that you're not. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> okay. Um, by, the, by the way, Pam, I think you're using the Zoom app, and I'll bet you're going to tell me how people can raise their hand. Yes, I am using the Zoom app. Okay, go ahead. Are you on an iPhone? Are you yes, an iPhone? I'm on an iPhone. Uh, and what you're going to do is hold your phone vertically, and at the very bottom right-hand corner of your screen, you're going to see a thing that says more. And when you tap that, at the very, you're going to be presented with a menu. And on the very left-hand side of that, it's going to say raise my hand. You double-tap that, and it raises your hand. Okay, cool. cool. Oh, thank you very much. That's right. Good. And that was our first uh, example of uh, Simon Says here on the sport. Uh, no, anyway. And that's how it'll hey. you hold your phone, you put your hand in the air, whatever. Okay. So uh, <laughs> we move on to the we move on to the NHL sure. coaching uh, carousel. There were a couple of jobs that nobody really wanted, but they somebody had to take them and they did. Uh, for Buffalo, Ralph Kruger took that job. Uh, he was a former Edmonton coach. Uh, Robert said in about 2012, 2013, he took the coach with uh, the job with the Buffalo Sabers. Uh, and then we had, uh, let's see, Ottawa hired DJ Johnson, who was a longtime Toronto assistant. And uh, then they think that the Anaheim Ducks, when their season uh, gets over, are going to hire hire Dallas Aiken from. He's in the minor league system, and uh, they think he they, he may be hired at that point. So that's it for the NHL. And Shelly, I guess we could, Shelly has her hand up. Shelly, you're going to have to unmute yourself. Right, now, uh, no more wild card for Shelly. She's she's uh, doing it legit here. Here we go. Yeah. Well, I first of all, I want to thank Pam. And second of all, I do want to say I do apologize for interrupting the flow of the show. I would never oh, no, do that's, that. That's okay. And I, I, I listen mean, you'll, you'll almost weekly. What? I was just saying I listen almost weekly. I'm pretty faithful about it. So now that I know Yay. what I'm doing, it won't be an issue. Okay, no problem. No, we we hey, most take uh, sports talk shows are more chaotic than this one. If you <laughs> listen to them around in your local uh, area, a lot of interruptions, a lot of out out yelling this one and that one. So uh, hey, it's okay. All right, so we had a couple of deaths in the uh, football world, and uh, they just came up today. And uh, the first one, um, I'll, I learned. I'll about, in fact, I learned about them, Chris. Frankly, at about the exact same time. Yeah, because you put them in together. And so I'll, I'll talk about Bob's Bart Starr a little bit, and then uh, we can talk about uh, Perry. Uh, you can uh, maybe talk about uh, Rod Bramlett because that was a shocker, of course. And then we do, have a, we do have a little bit of a tribute to Rod Bramlett that Bill has. Yes. Play that. I also so we'll have do, some we'll audio from Bart Starr if you need it. Okay. Well, why don't we do Bart Starr first, and then we'll do uh, 
Okay, so if you want, all right, yes, let's do it that way. Let's do Bart Starr, then we'll do his audio, then we'll do uh, Rod Bramlett, and we'll do his audio. But Bart Starr, the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, and if I'm not mistaken, and we didn't have the full obituary that we normally have when we go into these things, so it was the last minute. I'm pretty sure you he do went now, to Alabama. You do now, Chris, when you go. Okay, well, I didn't get, get there, but um, uh, did he go to Alabama, uh, Perry? I want to say that he did. That I'm not sure. I think sure. he did. Okay. Uh, well, anyway. I think so. Yeah. So he got into the NFL a couple of years before Vince Lombardi came to the Packers. The Packers were the sad sacks of the NFL throughout the 50s until Vince Lombardi came there and even when Bart Starr got there. But what it was was like they were the they're the other great combination of playoff victors. But besides, we talk about Brady and Belichick, Starr and Lombardi. They only lost one playoff game to the Eagles. Yes, Jerry, December 26, 1960 at Franklin Field. Absolutely. Jerry was going to tell us that if we didn't tell you. But then they won the rest of them. They won all the games, all the NFL championships, all the Super Bowl games, right through to uh, January 14, 1968, when they beat the Raiders. They, uh, Of course, the, the Ice Bowl, Joe Castiglione told a story, which I had heard before, about the Ice Bowl, of course. And we, we December uh, 31st, 1967, and it was supposed to be a hand. They, they were down fourth down. They, they didn't want to go to overtime. They were down 13 to 10. You say, well, kick the field goal and go to overtime. Everybody was so cold. They didn't, nobody thought they could win that game. So you're down that close. Try to get the touchdown. Do or die. That was really the big, probably the biggest gamble in pro football history was what they did because they did it on, on fourth down. They were down about the one or two yard line of Dallas. And Bart Starr was supposed to hand it to Chuck Mercine the running back, but he didn't tell anybody. He kept the ball and ran it in for the quarterback sneak. I think what his mindset was, it's on me. I'm the quarterback. I'll do it. You know, I'm, I'm the guy. And he did. And he was a great, he wasn't like the best, you know, you had better quarterbacks in the league at the time. You had, you had guys that you know, like Tarkenton and Unitas and stuff who could run around who could throw the ball better. Roman Gabriel was statuesque and threw the ball over the field and whatever. John Brody was great, but star one, he always won. They had a great running game, but he threw to Dowler or threw to Max McGee or he threw to, you know, whoever, when he needed to threw through the pass out of the backfield, just when they when just to catch him, he was a great tactician. He and he and Vince Lombardi were on the same page all through their careers. And he just was a, a terrific, uh, you know, winner. He, he not the best quarterback in the league. He would have been in the middle of the ranks of a quarterback, not so much as Brady. Brady's a more of a, a, a better technical quarterback than Bart Starr was, but he just won baby as else Davis would say. And, uh, he, he, he and Johnny Unitas, a couple of years after Bart Starr retired, about 73, somewhere around in there, uh, did try to broadcast, and it was not good. Neither of them were very good. They put them on pretty, pretty high-ranking, uh, you know, uh, two and three, uh, you know, regional games, and they just couldn't do the job. Um, I'm not sure what Bart Starr did with the rest of his life, um, but again, I didn't get to do the obituary very much. And but, he was eighty. Um, and he was eighty-five. And he was eighty-five years old. Apparently, he had multiple uh, health problems. But apparently, you know, like I say. Joe Castiglione pointed out, and I'd heard this before, he told nobody that he was going to do the quarterback sneak and just did it and just thought that was the best way to surprise both the Cowboys and uh, and his team would block for him. He was behind Jerry Kramer, Kramer and uh, can't do replay. better than that. But, so, so we so have Bill, some you got, audio. Yeah, yeah here's for, some audio right here. Yes, we do. Okay. This is unedited. We have no idea what it's going to be like, so you're hearing it first right here. Maybe you'll hear it. Yeah, sometime. 
This was how quiet that quarterback sneak was. Nobody knew that it was coming. Nobody knew. Like just this. like we don't know what the audio is. This audio right. is so we good. You will not hear it. But Chris did a masterful job anyway. So I don't know what yeah. happened. Oh, okay. there it is. So, uh, Perry, is. tell us there, about the hello. shocking, really a shock. We, it, when something like this wait, happens, wait, 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 uh, you're wait, really wait. shocked uh, when, when this happens. We'll move on to Rod Bramlett. Rod Bramlett, the voice of the Auburn Tigers for the last 16 years, uh, was 53. And he and his wife were in a vehicle last night. And uh, they were driving near the Auburn campus. And um, they were rear-ended by a 16-year-old driver. Uh, both mm. both Bramlett's uh, Rod and his wife Paula, who was 52, were killed in the accident. And uh, you'll hear w- about one of his famous calls uh, in this tribute. The tribute was done by, by uh, Phil Brehm, who is the one of the, the SEC tournament announcers this year. And it, it's about a minute long. So I think, Bill, we do have that audio. And good afternoon from the Hoover Met and the 2019 SEC Baseball Tournament. Phil Brain with you as we bring you coverage of today's championship game between Vanderbilt and Ole Miss here on the SEC Radio Network. But like everyone here at the ballpark today, we will do so with heavy hearts as we mourn the passing of the voice of the Auburn Tigers, Rod Ramblett, and his wife Paula, who both tragically passed away after a car accident last night near the Auburn campus. Rod graduated from Auburn in 1988, and his most famous calls are etched in the very fabric of Auburn athletics. The David Ross walk-off homer in the Tallahassee Regional in the 1997 NCAA Tournament. The basketball teams run to the school's first Final Four earlier this spring. The Iron Bowl comeback on the way to a football national championship in 2010. And, of course, the miracle at Jordan-Hare to beat Georgia in 2013, followed a couple of weeks later by the iconic kick six to beat Alabama when Rod screamed that Auburn's going to win the football game and moments later, with a perfect showcase of his sense of humor, opined of the Jordan-Hare Stadium security staff, quote, they're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Rod loved Auburn. That much was clear the minute you tuned into one of his broadcasts. In the short time since his passing, the outpouring has been remarkable to see, not only from the Auburn family, but from everyone across the SEC and college athletics in general who knew his work and respected his passion for his alma mater. From all of us associated with the SEC Radio Network, we send our heartfelt condolences to Rod and Paula's family, their two children, Shelby and Josh, as well as Rod's colleagues, both on the Auburn Network and the Auburn Athletics Department, and, of course, to the countless number of Auburn fans who hung on Rod's every word. Rod and Paula Bramblett, rest in peace, and War Eagle. I'll tell and you. That, of course, and that was, uh, again, that was Phil Bream. He uh, called uh, today's SEC championship game. He was the main announcer for that game. So, uh, I, the, and, and I have seen tributes to Rod Bramlett from every SEC announcer uh, from David Kellum at Ole Miss, who was at the game today, Joe Fisher, Vanderbilt, uh, Jim Ellis, Neil okay. Price. He, Mr. Eli Paul, Gold, I bet. I'm sure Eli, Eli Gold. Gold. Oh, yeah, uh, Chris, yeah. Chris Stewart, they're the Alabama announcers, everybody. Well, the thing is, I, I'm telling you, I would look forward to the Auburn-Alabama game every year if I got a chance to, if I was home and got a chance to hear it, because I enjoyed both calls. I enjoyed, uh, you know, Eli Gold is wonderful, and but Rob Brandlett was just as good. I mean, you, you could turn that on. It just was college football at best. That little southern accent, it just, just sounded like a college football game when you heard Rob, Rod Bramlett, and I never quite knew his name till today. I mean, I kind of, I'd ask Perry about every year, hey, who's that guy in Auburn? He's really good, and I never remembered his 
name, but Rod Bramlett, and and just I knew the voice, and I knew and, that I was in for a good call when I heard and him. I, and I know we got to get to Sean with the, with the wrap up, but I will try to yep. find that call of the uh, the final the of the stick, Alabama the Auburn. Yeah. yeah, that guy, that was funny. Oh, oh my that gosh. was wonderful. But that Sean, you're going to tell us how we can listen and and all that stuff. Well, first of all, okay, we want to remind you all, once again, as Bill told you, at 6 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday night, uh, come to Legend Oldies, listen to the legend, and that is where you will hear all about the Live 365 app, basically the Legend Town Hall meeting for one hour. We want to remind you all, that's where you can ask questions, so this very number that you dialed into, that is where you, you will come, and you will be able to ask all questions, and now that we know on the iPhone, thanks to Pam, even you iPhone users can raise your hand and ask Bill a question. So, but also, you can go to legendoldies.com, download each episode of Sports Lounge Live, or you can get it in your podcatcher worldwide, all one word, Space Legend, and then select Sports Lounge Live that way. You can also listen, 773 572 Seven seven one five, which is also where you leave us a message when you hear the uh, when you hear the greeting, just hit the pound key. But if you're listening on your phone, hang up, call back in, and it leaves off from where you left before. And of course, uh, on your Alexa, your smart device, just say "Play Worldwide Legend Podcast" and just keep saying "Next" until you get Sports Times Live. Hey, next week uh, we have a few more items. Uh, Got a little more NFL stuff, some media stuff that maybe we'll get to. Other other things, the playoffs will be underway, the college baseball regionals. So we want to encourage you all to come and check that out. Uh, Robbie the Robot has some great music coming up for you right now, and hopefully we'll get Treasure Island oldies worked out very soon. And so part anyway, of what's going to be discussed on the town meeting, Bill's uh, going to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, and we want to thank everybody for checking in, all of our callers, listeners, everybody that listens throughout the week. Hey, leave us comments. Get a hold of us. We want to know. If you're listening throughout the week, don't be afraid. We will address you. So anyway, uh, thanks for checking in. We will see you next week.